entrepreneur. A movement designed for the purpose of achieving total wellness, spiritual and physical. Here's your host, Tommy. Welcome to Wellness Revolution. I'm your host, Tommy Lockwood, wellness entrepreneur, author of Fasting with the Masters, a guide for self-healing, and I am a catalyst of revolutionary ideas that are spiritual and physical in nature, designed to alter the human paradigm in the way that we think, the way that we relate to others and nature. And most of all, the way that we think of ourselves in this grand cosmic arrangement, as my mentor like to say. I'm very honored and grateful to be transmitting today a very special message. And I am with a guest that uh, will prove to be very instrumental in understanding the ways that illnesses can be reversed. I know that I've talked about that in earlier episodes as well as my health journey and, and the things that I've done for my own reversal of health challenges. But I'm bringing with you an individual that is, you know, residing in India, but she travels a lot according to what I know. However, this individual has a special spirit about them. I have to say wholeheartedly that she is, you know, a worker that is uh, operating from a very unique place. Uh, I would say like someone who is operating within her vibration of authenticity, of health and well-being. She is a sweetheart. She sounds like it. She's an angel for sure. Um, and I'll get into her story to introduce her before you get to hear the content that will be said in this episode. So we've discussed so many different things in this uh, conversation, how to, you know, how to reverse illnesses, uh, the journey of what it takes to get there as far as, you know, being a, a perpetrator of this message, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, perpetrator is actually a weird word to use. But yeah, we, we're kind of working in the shadows. Uh, you know, we're we're working in, in ways that um, is not conventional uh, by any means. However, this day and age, we're very lucky to be able to operate and still help individuals um, because the Western system of medicine and, you know, other, I guess, chemical-based treatments have not been doing it for a while, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I'm one to attest that, but today is not my story. So let me introduce you to Suba, which is our special guest. Suba Jain discovered the healing powers of Mother Nature after curing her major health issues without any medicines. Her guru or teacher in India empowered her to transform her diet and lifestyle. Her quest to heal those around her brought her to Hippocrates Health Institute in West Palm Beach, Florida where she became a certified health educator. Now, she's on a mission to spread holistic health and wellness to the world. Suba now conducts a one-day health transformation workshop all across India. Her food book, with over 60 healing recipes, will be released this summer. 
She is kindling a movement of healing diseases without medicine by connecting people back to nature. So, without further ado, I want to dive into this conversation and introduce Suba. How are you doing today? Hi, thank you so much, Tommy, for having me. It's a huge pleasure and I'm so excited for, you know, to share my journey with you and I hope to inspire whoever who's listening to this to um, start, you know, to sink back with Mother Nature. Very elegantly stated. That is true. And Wellness Revolution does bring about different paradigm shifting views in terms of spiritual and physical well-being and I brought you here because I am sure that your experiences have a lot to offer in helping people sink back with nature so if you would be so kind to share some of the highlights in your health educator journey with us mm-hmm. um, for me it was having a lot of health problems that got me started Um, It's safe to say that I had always led a life of very bad eating habits. You know, I grew up on the standard Indian diet consisting of milk and ghee and wheat, sugar and very few greens. I was, I'd say, living a life full of material things and I was very, very away from God. And I never really realized the damage that I was doing to my body until I fell sick. Because by the time I was 17 years old, I was already suffering from PCOS, thyroid and excessive hair loss. And I, you know, I weighed about 15 pounds more than I should have. I was already taking six different pills, medicines every day. So the fact that I had all these health problems at such a young age was extremely scary for me. And I tried everything under the sun. You know, I used to visit doctors, I'd say every two weeks, a different doctor every time. Whether And I tried from allopathy to homeopathy to, you know, even Ayurveda. And, uh, but it's still, the problem I felt, it was just suppressing inside. It wasn't, nothing was really addressing the root cause of my problems. And Then one day, my father was the one who forced me to attend this four-day workshop called Be Your Own Doctor, conducted by a Vedic guru in a small village in India. And uh, at first, I didn't want to go for it, but I reluctantly agreed. And uh, during this workshop, you know, we had therapies and lectures scheduled throughout the day. So for the first two days, I actually, I didn't like being there because I was actually quite angry at my father for bringing me because I was surrounded by people who were three times my age and the food seemed like, you know, someone had just pulled some grass from the ground and served it on a plate because obviously I was having a very hard time accepting everything that I had been, that uh, I I had a very hard time accepting that everything I'd been eating in my entire life was wrong but uh, by the third day of this workshop I had already lost a lot of weight I lost about four pounds and I suddenly became much more um, open to the knowledge or the wisdom being shared by my guru and in during this workshop we were taught how the body works the what's the root cause of disease how you know fasting and raw food and oxygen and sunlight can cure any disease 
And uh, by the end of this, I had gone a massive shift in my psychology. And I decided that I want to stick to this diet and lifestyle being recommended even when I get back home. So as soon as I returned home, I trashed every single pill that the doctors had told me to take. And I started following whatever he said, eating uncooked alkaline foods, sunbathing every day, exercising and doing pranayam, which is a yogic breathing exercise. And after three months, I got my blood tests done and I was no longer suffering from any of the diseases that I had been taking pills for. I lost about 18 pounds of weight and my skin became clear. My, you know, my father who went with me for this workshop, he cured, he reversed his diabetes, which he'd been suffering from since the past 18 years of his life. After that, you know, it was such a revelation for me. So I started visiting my master, my guru, and I started learning from him. I read each book that he'd ever written. I read books of my master's master, which were in Sanskrit. And I translated uh, one of his books from Sanskrit to Hindi, uh, which is the local language spoken in our country. And uh, after that, I came to realize, you know, more and more the interconnectedness of everything. And nature had given me so much. Mother Nature had given me, you know, so much in life. And I knew that I had to, I had to do something to return. So um, while I was studying, I felt, uh, I felt a calling in me to share this ancient wisdom in modern applicable terms. So soon I had a dream, which was to pass on this knowledge to the world so that they can benefit the same way that I did. Wow. Thank you for sharing your story. I think it's very inspiring that, uh, you know, you explained how at first you were reluctant to go and, and you know, that's the illness within us reacting. And um, I'm glad that you tamed that. And not only that, you had your father's support and he was also part of the journey, finding out things that he needed on his journey. By the way, you know Sanskrit, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, that's amazing. I find that uh, there's a lot of health wisdom in ancient scriptures. And I don't know Sanskrit, so you can come from that perspective. Can you share some of the things that are found there in terms of health and well-being? Um, I'd say in ancient India, the language that prevailed was Sanskrit. And all our scriptures from the Bhagavad Gita to Ayurveda, they're all written in Sanskrit. And um, so the Sanskrit terminology is actually, um, it's very different from Hindi, which is the local language that we speak here. So the, the language is such that the knowledge is so deep, but it's been buried away from people because not many me- people know Sanskrit over here. So to translate into uh, to translate these scriptures, you know, the Bhagavad Gita and Ayurveda into Hindi has helped to bring this knowledge, the traditional Indian Vedic scriptures to people so that they can benefit. Yeah, I agree. And I think that a lot of this information is coming forward from the ancients. 
and I'm one of those catalysts as well, diving into the scriptures, uh, the Christian scriptures, that is, and unlocking some of those secrets about fasting and well-being. I will say that during my university days, I was studying religion in the University of Florida, and I happened to have a lot of Indian roommates that loved to talk with me about spirituality, reincarnation, and so many different types of uh, topics that are irrelevant to this conversation. But I, I bring this up only because I am familiar with your culture and uh, I am familiar with the eating habits of your culture. As I have gotten to see the way that my roommates operate, even though they were vegetarian, they were still doing things that uh, were detrimenting them from living to their full potential roughly coffee and and many different other things that were sort of inhibiting their progress and mm -hmm. i i actually talk with them about my alkaline lifestyle mm -hmm. and they were very interested in that however i am aware that they come from a culture that promotes ghee right that you mentioned that that promotes cow products and you know although i i know that they hold the cow or that um, it's it's held in, in a very sacred manner. I do think it's interesting that when you've been eating, you know, culturally for so long and, and not put two and two together, that this is actually what's detrimenting your progress and your health and well-being, it could be challenging. I mean, I know from my experience in Dominican Republic where, where I'm born, you know, uh, my culture eats a lot of things that are detrimental, you know. And so can you share some of the things that uh, was a challenge in terms of telling people that all this stuff is detrimental? Mm, yes, I'd say it is hard to convince people that what is so traditional and native to our country, cow milk, is not doing good to their body but to be honest with you it's not like milk as a substance is wrong you know it's not like pure cow milk is wrong the problem is that people in the modern day living a sedentary lifestyle cannot digest it so you know in fact our hindu vedic scriptures teach us the bhagavad gita it says no to a lot of things. It says no to, it says absolutely no meat, no uh, fish, no stale foods, no processed foods, no packeted foods. It's a very strict diet. But it still says yes to pure cow milk. Because actually, as you said, we accept the cow as a sacred mother. And everything that she gives us from the milk to the dung to every product that she gives us can be used for um, something or the other. The dung can be used to fertilize the soil and the milk should, in fact, it's very good for people who are athletes or people in the growing stage. But the problem is that what we're getting today in India is hardly milk. It's basically a white liquid that's been made of you know a lot of detergents and chemicals and powders 
and has been called milk and that's why people are falling so sick from it that's why people are developing all these diseases because they're having milk in every single meal whether it's through curd or it's through ghee or it's through just drinking plain old milk so um to answer your question yes it is a challenge to convince people uh to you know not to move away from something they've been having since their childhood but i think people are also becoming more open to it now because uh, they're realizing that uh, it's not it's that their current lifestyles do not allow them to digest uh, milk and also with the availability of all the other things that are available you know in what we what i recommend people as a great substitute is as a great substitute is coconut milk which they can make at their own homes and coconut is something very local to india and uh, again i believe in having only local food that is uh, seasonal regional and reasonable so coconut while it might not be local to you know where you come from in the states coconut milk might not be the best option but here in india it's a great alternative to uh, animal milk which also uh, saves so many cows from being tortured so with that uh, a lot of the traditional indian recipes like chaach which is a which is a you know a drink made of milk again and yogurts and cheeses and paneer i've been able to make uh, plant based versions of that and that's really helped people to adapt to this lifestyle that i'm suggesting and that which i learned from my guru that's amazing that you shared it very elegantly stated and uh, i love the regional and seasonal foods <laughs> yeah i think that um a lot of people have something to consider there because we're shipping foods that are not from a region to another place and i think that uh it definitely helps with the healing process for sure i want to transition now into a big challenge that you overcame that has allowed you to be in the place that you are today you know um in this podcast now talking about wellness <laughs> um i'd say when i decided that this is what i want to give my life to this is what all i want to do is life is spread this knowledge to other people what i did i had to quit my traditional education for that because uh, i couldn't do both i was in high school i was about to complete my last year you know i was in the 12th grade and that's when i went for this four day workshop but after coming back from that workshop i realized that what i had received in those four days from my guru you know how to heal diseases without medicine only by switching your diet and your lifestyle was probably more valuable than what i had received in my entire 18 years of education so this deciding to quit that was probably the hardest decision that i had to take because everyone around me was you know they were like no no you should at least finish your 12th grade and then you should continue doing what you are doing right now but um, i knew that if i you know if i 
don't take this step, if I don't quit my mainstream education, then I'll always have a plan B in my life. I'll always have an option open. But if I just close that option for myself, then I'll have to always walk on plan A because I have no other plans. So just, you know, doing something that's so out of the norms in India, doing something because this, you know, spreading health knowledge and, you know, Ayurveda and yoga, these things are looked at as very backward in our Indian society and stuff like, you know, uh, engineering and, you know, all the new age things are looked at forward things. So going against the norms and convincing everyone that what I'm doing is the right thing was probably the biggest challenge that I had to face to get where I am today. Thank you for sharing that. Really, thank you for sharing that. I think it's very brave of you to be doing this. And you elegantly explained it in such a way that uh, I had to relate it to some of the other things that I know. For example, I know that when people um, get sick, sometimes, you know, their option A is not necessarily the most natural one. When it's the most accessible one, it's the most complete one. And, uh, you know, I think that your story really relates to willpower and, and you know, just going forward in your mission. We all should be walking our plan A. I know that for me, when I did my lengthy fast of 30 days of liquids and healing my own health challenges following the guidance of my mentor, I know that that was my only option. I know that that was my only way forward. And um, I pray that those that are listening right now, they get inspired and, and start to shift their priorities in, in terms of their plan A if they're trying to get rid of a, a health challenge. I see that you've shared something important in dealing with challenges. So thank you so much for that. Now, I know that you've been working and you know hosting these workshops for people. And I'd like to know a little bit more about that. Specifically, if you can share about how you have been learning from other people that have attended your workshops. Like, what are the questions that they've been asking you? What are the things that uh, you would say you've been learning from them? So I know that you were once in a position where you were attending a workshop and now you're putting these together and being a health educator. So can you shed some light on this? What are some of the things that you've, you've gotten from other people's questions and their assistance in your workshops? I think the most valuable learning I've uh, received so far looking at people and looking them, uh, watching them heal from diseases after attending the workshops is the power of mother nature, I'd say, is, you know, I felt that the most powerful doctor on this planet Earth is not sitting in uh, in an office or a cabin. It's the one inside your body. It's your own healing power. And day by day, every day, I'm watching all these people come to me for consultations or for workshops, watching them heal. It's this 
immense power of mother nature working inside all of them and curing even the deadliest diseases whether it's diabetes or high blood pressure or you know migraines or cervicals and uh, like for example if you get a cut on your skin or a bruise on your skin after a few days it will automatically join itself back together right even if you don't apply a bandaid on it or if you break your bone if you get a fracture if you go to the doctor what will he do he'll just set a plaster on it what does the plaster do it just keeps your bone in place it's not like there's some medicine inside that plaster it's not like there's some you know medicine inside that bandaid that bandaid is just a shield the power that is actually working to heal that broken bone or to join that cut back together lies inside all of us it's already inside us it's not sitting in a pill or a vaccine or a drug or a serum it's just that we have to let that power work and when i see people fasting when i see people switching to natural food switching to you know pure plant based food and eat the way that nature intended straight from nature without with minimal human interference then what you do is you're basically giving your system food that is very easy to digest when you're giving food that's easy to digest your healing power which i was talking about just a few seconds ago it can divert from digestion to healing because the only fault with this healing power is that it can do only one thing at once it can either digest or it can heal your food so when it's when it's uh, diverted when it when you give it food that's easy to digest straight from nature then it can actually finally start healing and that's something that i've you know watched very closely and in the beginning you know i knew i knew that mother nature is a powerful healer but the more you know i interact with people watch them heal the more this concept uh, prevails and it's just amazing to watch uh, the power of mother nature and i was reading somewhere that mother nature is not just a powerful healer but she's actually the only healer like even if we even when we take a drug or a vaccine or a serum we think that it's the drug or the vaccine or a serum that cured us no it's actually even at that time it's your own healing power that cures you which is residing inside our body so i'd say that has been one of the most uh, valuable learnings that i've taken from my workshops looking at people and looking at their healing journeys yeah i agree and i like how you elaborated on the body's ability to heal and you know we underestimate the digestive uh energy that is required to break down some of the foods that are being ingested and how fasting and eating things that are easy to digest from nature or able to allocate the energy that would have otherwise been spent for the healing process. And what I like to ask you now going forward is when you've seen these illnesses reversed and uh, you've seen your own and I know you shared the story with your father so I thank you so much for sharing that. However, how does that confirm or deny some of those worldviews that you have or the outlook on life by seeing these 
you know, events take place in people's health? Um, I have, you know, every day I'm watching someone heal from a disease, to be very honest with you. And I've seen people heal from, uh, as I mentioned, diabetes, high blood pressure, lose weight. I mean, I've seen people who weren't able to lose weight after years and years of gymming and running on treadmills, lose weight, lose like, I'd say, two kilos, uh, which is uh, about uh, four pounds in just four days and which automatically losing weight which you know reverses half of their health problems and uh, also one very particular incident that i'd like to share with you is with a woman who i encountered at hippocrates health institute in west palm beach in florida hippocrates is one of the most prestigious cancer healing institutes in the world and i met a woman uh, called gigi over there and Gigi had been suffering from um, cancer, from colon cancer since a long time. And right after, you know, the doctors told her that she has to go through surgery and the traditional medical treatment, filling her body with vaccines and drugs. And she, you know, her intuition, her will, you know, her calling, whatever you want to call it, you know, it just spoke to her and said that, no, I don't want to take, take the traditional route because that's just going to, you know, it's a downward spiral from there. I want to, you know, rely on nature. So she came to Hippocrates Health Institute and she followed everything um, that they were prescribing from the raw foods, you know, eating no cooked foods and the wheatgrass juice every day from uh saunas and detoxing the body and she followed the protocol she followed it religiously without any cheating and after three months her colon cancer was not there anymore and i've interviewed her and if you'd like to watch it you know you can go on my youtube channel and you can actually watch that clip of Gigi telling her story and uh, i met another uh, you know another wonderful man called Paul Nyson and he had healed himself he'd been suffering from irritable uh, bowel syndrome since a long time and he cured himself from that and all these diseases you know that people are so easily curing by following this route by following nature's route there's million dollar industries built for those same diseases and no one ever tells us, you know, uh, that such big diseases can be cured so easily. We've been so conditioned and brainwashed by doctors and pharmaceutical companies that we don't, uh, we don't know what's right anymore. We don't even know the link between our food and the disease. We think that disease is just something that's you know, entered our body from some germ or some bacteria, people don't realize that the root cause of the disease is one of the root cause is the food that they're eating every single day. Because it's it's almost like this knowledge has been hidden from us. But uh, I've I've come in contact with so many wonderful people 
and watching their healing journeys by sinking back with mother nature it just you know it just makes me feel that uh, there's a big revolution that's about to come because we've almost hit rock bottom as far as uh, real health is concerned and now there's just going up i 100% agree with you that's why this is a wellness revolution and people are finding out some of them find out the hard way when there is a door closed another one opens i mentioned earlier a lot of people's plan a is not the real medicine it's alternative medicine because i call alternative medicine the chemicals and real medicine that has been going on for many many years is the natural medicine a lot of people speak about this time as the ancient future meaning we're bringing some of this ancient wisdom back into the forefront that is what i aim to do that is what my research has shown i mean there are so many instances where i can cite ancient traditions fasting and eating plant based for well-being and it's truly a wonderful time to be alive and you know accessing all this information and i actually did see the interview with Gigi that you have which is quite amazingly informative as well as Paul Nielsen that has the raw life health show an amazing youtube channel where you can get some information in terms of health and well-being so i want to get a little bit more esoteric in this topic that i'm about to ask i have personally understand i have personally understood that healing is spiritual and physical so what is your stance on that as i value your opinion on this mm, it depends what kind of healing you're talking about if you're talking about healing from bodily diseases then i feel that you don't need to be a spiritual person to heal physical bodily diseases but what i've realized over the years is that when you really cleanse and detoxify your body and when you heal you will start becoming more spiritual whether you want it or not like for example when i started out i started out uh i mean i had no as i told you i was living a life full of material things you know very away from god very away from nature and uh i started out just because i wanted to cure my health problems and you know a very small cause and as i kept walking on this path i felt that i just my physical body got healed that was you know just a couple of months job but after that it reached the food i was eating it started affecting my uh, spiritual body also i became much more um i became much more of a conscious human being like i became open to many things that i was closed to before i started eating this way uh for example uh stuff like you know um my father he used to, he's a very spiritual man and he asks me to chant uh the uh, the name of krishna who is the lord that we believe in every day and before i started following this lifestyle it seemed like uh, you know a drag to do that i 
I didn't have my heart in it. But after I started eating this way, it uh, I slowly and slowly, gradually, I'm watching myself uplift spiritually. Things I didn't like to do before, like chanting, I'm started to loving them now. And it just amazes me how much of a connection your food has on your spiritual being. In fact, uh, in the Bhagavad Gita, which is our scripture in India like you know Christians have the um, Christians have the Bible we have the Gita which says that uh, food can be classified into three categories which is sattvic rajasic and tamasic so basically sattvic food is food that's pure uh, you know fruits vegetables he said Lord Krishna says that it's food that's juicy it's food that's wholesome it's food that's uh sweet and pleasing to the heart and then there's uh two other categories which is basically foods foods that are uh too bitter too pungent which would include uh, which are decomposed which are putrid which are stale which are meat and fish and eggs and processed foods foods that have been overcooked foods that are stale or rotten all these things that we get packeted, bottled, canned, refrigerated from the markets that are not fresh, that don't have life anymore. So he classifies all foods into three categories. And then uh, in the Gita, it's explained how each category of food has a different effect on our uh, spiritual well-being. He says that sattvic food, when you eat sattvic food, which means when you eat pure food, when you eat natural food, it brings uh, sattvic qualities to your life. You automatically become more uh, fulfilled. You feel more content. You feel uh, more, uh, you feel blissful in your life. Your fears start going away. You feel more, uh, you feel more friendly with people as compared to when you eat rajasic or tamasic food which brings anger and jealousy and, you know, fault finding in others and, uh, you know, anxiety in your life. So uh, I deeply believe that, um, you know, our physical health really, if we cure our physical health, only then we can cure ourselves spiritually. Mm. I really enjoy that explanation that you just gave. And it actually is a perfect transition to the next question because it involves some of the things that we agreed to touch upon when we first got on this podcast idea. And that is the Essene Gospel of Peace. I know that uh, you mentioned it. It is one of the most amazing health books ever written according to you and your post on social media, as well as, you know, the Bhagavad Gita, which you, which you just mentioned earlier in this conversation. And, you know, we share the same passion with scripture. And I, I can attest to my own studies that uh, fasting and prayer has been a combination for well-being for a long time, you know, since ancient times. And it's w quite wonderful to put this together and uh, hear some of the wisdom that you can bring forth on this subject. I know that we have already touched upon it, but we're 
we're kind of coming into a different type of conversation here because, you know, a lot of people don't know about the scene gospel of peace and you did an amazing, you know, task at sharing it with me. So I'm very grateful. I'm so glad that you asked this question because I just love talking about the same gospel of peace. I feel, you know, it's one of the most valuable treasured things that the treasured books that I've ever come across in my life. Um, so uh, to give you a little brief about the book. Um, so when the sick used to come to Jesus, uh, suffering from a lot of diseases, they used to ask him, what should we do, you know, to cure ourselves, to cure our bodies. And whatever Jesus said to these people has been recorded in this uh, book, The Seen Gospel of Peace. So in this, you know, Jesus talks about uh, being vegetarian, first of all. He says that uh, meat is not meant for our body. He says that just like uh, you shouldn't kill people, you shouldn't kill also animals. And just like you shouldn't kill animals, you should not also kill your food by cooking it on fire. So in this book, he actually talks about raw foods. And he talks about how only if we eat food that has life, only then will it bring life to our own bodies. And if we eat foods that are dead, then uh, the same dead foods will kill our bodies also. And, uh, you know, the same foods will kill our souls also. And, you know, all these, you know, you you uh, go, when I'm from India, when I go to the Western world, and I see all these health institute and practitioners advocating this way of being, it all seems so new to me sometimes it seems like you know it's just evolved uh it's you know it's new age thinking but no when you read these scriptures like the gita and the essene gospel of peace you realize that this stuff has actually been in our uh it's been on this universe since a long long time and it's funny that today we have to build classrooms or uh It's funny that we have to build classrooms or make videos to share the knowledge uh, to people that was already there existing uh, a few years back. So uh, Jesus shares some very beautiful things in this book. He even talks about detoxing about, you know, enemas. He talks like enemas that are, again, something that are so seems so modern to us today they've actually people have been doing it since a long long time jesus shares how they used to take enemas which is cleanse the colon back then they used to take the bark of a tree they used to make it hollow from inside to um, replicate a pipe and then they used to clear their colon from that uh, pipe by putting water in it so things that seem modern to us today have been you know people have been doing it since uh, you know since a long time and the other thing that really really struck me in this book uh, was when Jesus talks about the angels the angel of air the angel of water the angel of sunshine and the angel of earth because uh, before I came across this book I had studied Ayurveda 
which is another ancient practice of healing naturally and in ayurveda we talk about the five elements you know earth water fire air and space so they say that uh, any illness that comes into your body is because there's an imbalance of these five elements in your body each one of us is made up of these five elements in fact everything on this universe is made up of these five elements and uh, diseases can be cured only by rebalancing these five elements earth water fire air and uh, space and then you know the same thing is uh, written in the essene gospel of peace he uh, jesus doesn't state the five elements he doesn't say the name five elements he says the angel of air the angel of water the angel of sunshine which is fire element uh, angel of uh, air is you know oxygen and uh, it's funny because something that's so ayurveda which is you know so from the far east compared to the essene gospel of peace which comes from the far west they're so away from each other um, in distance but they agree on the exact same principles the exact same thing and that just that just confirms the uh, you know the power and the authenticity of this knowledge because the truth is only one the truth is single you know the truth can't there can't be many many truths so um, and you know apart from this jesus talks about of course eating seasonal eating foods uh, you know straight from nature and lots of different things it's a beautiful book and i recommend anyone who's you know wanting who's uh, who's practicing health and wellness to read it i 100% agree i've been going through the essene gospel of peace myself for those that are interested you can find it on youtube all you have to do is look up Essene Gospel of Peace and you will find the audio versions and you can go through them at your own leisurely pace. I find that uh like you Suba the angels really stuck with me and it doesn't mention them as elements, you know, and I find that uh a lot of people that could think it's new age or what not I think that uh, these books have a lot of merit. The reason is is because they don't have a, a narrative around it. It's just the sayings. So these are literally things that Jesus said and there's also the gospel of Thomas that is is pretty much like that. It's just the sayings of Jesus. It's not a narrative around the character or what not. I find that in terms of health it doesn't mention them as elements or some people could look at that as pagan but it calls them angels. Now angels are messengers. Uh they are carriers of information and you know there's so much to say here. I know that um Dr. Moto, the late Dr. Moto actually discovered how scientifically water is able to carry information. And it's the same thing that uh light is information and so all of these things are able to help us in our well-being. You know, it's important to be out in the sun and receive its information. It's even it's it's mineral, you know, some call it vitamin D. I I just I just see it as information, as healing, you know, as healing power. And the same with with water, you know, things that uh, are are flowing. Water is always meant to be flowing and carrying electricity. 
And I find that everything that's discussed in this book truly sheds some amazing light. Like you said, raw foods and uh, all of these things that are just generally not talked about. I know that the West has a different concept about, you know, these scriptures and what they're able to say. I think that uh, a lot of people in the religious world, they tend to miss the message and, and you know, tend to get caught up on the messenger. So I find that uh, books like the Essene Gospel of Peace are able to just give us the straight sayings that are able to enhance our lives and we can take that forward into our well-being. I definitely want to encourage each and every one of you that is listening to take it upon yourself to consolidate some of these things. A lot of these things are connected to everything else. So it's not just a spiritual thing or a physical thing. Everything is related. And um, with that, I just want to say that in the body, if you get pain on your foot, you, you know, if it's, you know, big enough pain, you're going to feel it all the way up your leg. So just that one example can allude that the whole body is connected. And in the West, we have these specialists for knees, specialists for feet. And we don't understand that these are body therapies. That's why fasting is a great way to give therapy and healing to your whole entire body. So I'm a big proponent of it. I actually want to move on to another question, Suba. And that's actually one that will encourage the listeners more. That is... What would you give them as advice? What would you tell them, those that are experiencing health challenges right this moment? Um, all I can think of, I'd say that trust the healing power in your body because the power that heals you is already inside you. You know, it's not in a pill or a vaccine or a drug or a serum. And uh, when you fast, you let that healing power do its work by moving it away from digestion. When you fast, your healing power goes into the depths of every organ and pulls out the toxins from your kidneys, from your gallbladder, from your skin, from your pancreas or wherever the toxins are situated. So the first step is fast you know however however you know you can structure your fasts the way you want whether you want to do an intermittent fasting or you want to fast on liquids on weekends or you want to do um, a liquid diet that's completely up to you and uh, in in the same gospel of peace uh, jesus actually says that uh, except when you fast, you shall never be freed from the power of Satan and from all diseases that come from Satan. So actually, there's no other way. Even when you switch to a plant-based diet, the reason it works is because in a way you're fasting. Then apart from fasting, rely on the other angels, rely on sunlight. So sunbathe every day, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, however much uh, you can, you know, be absolutely, uh, if possible, you know, expose your entire body to the sun. Then the third gift of nature, which is air, you know, do some kind of uh, breathing exercise every day, whether it's deep diaphragmatic breathing or it's pranayama, which is a part of yoga, or even when you're working out, 
don't work out in a stuffy gym full of uh, people uh, who are you know exhaling the oxygen which you you're inhaling again no work out uh, exercise in fresh open air in the forest or a park or a garden when there's where there's enough trees then rely on the fourth gift of nature which is water which comes from alkaline food you know everything that's eat foods that are water rich in nature like fruits and vegetables if you put it in a juicer a lot of juice should come out of it why do we never juice grains or legumes or lentils because there's no juice in it once you start relying on all these five forces of nature you know um once you start fasting you get enough sunlight pure air water you can heal any disease because then it's not you who's healing the disease it's your healing power and this healing power is you know it's more proficient than any doctor in the world so that's the only advice i'd give to someone who's suffering from a health problem or going through an illness to rely on nature and uh, you know study more on, on the gifts of nature yeah i agree study more on the gifts of nature thank you so much i actually want to transition this as the closing remarks that you may want to share and also some social media links where the listeners can find more of you um i'd say the last piece of advice i'd give to anyone is that um if you're starting to do this you know if you're already on a uh, you're already fasting or you're already on a raw food diet and you're already living a healthy and well lifestyle then just start spreading it to other people you know when you start spreading this knowledge to others it gives you more of a reason to stick by it it's like what my guru teaches is that if you start uh, washing the plates or the dishes of other people around you your hands automatically get washed so uh, that's one piece of advice and that's something i'd like to end with and for you to find me uh my youtube channel uh, is called satvik movement it's s a t v i c movement and i upload videos every month uh putting the knowledge of my guru in modern applicable terms that's right and i also believe that you have an instagram handle and are you also on facebook Uh yes my instagram is called uh, suba which goes by my name this it spells s u b a h and h it's a double h and uh facebook yes you can add me or find my name it's suba jain which is s u b a h and my last name spells as j a i n thank you for sharing i really appreciate everything that we've shared on this podcast You have an amazing presence about you. You're very unique and extraordinary, so it's truly an honor to have had you. Very grateful indeed. Thank you so much, Tommy, for having me, and I hope that this 51 minute or however long podcast helps someone to bring a change in their life. Yes, it most definitely will. So there you have it, listeners. This is Wellness Revolution. I'm your host, Tommy Lockwood, and I love to catch you again for another episode. Until then, take care of yourselves and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Wellness Revolution. 